Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. It's Big D here on uh, Christmas Eve. You know what that means. It's time for my week 16. Yeah, 16. Catch game plays of, of this main DFS league. Before I tell you my about my week 16 plays, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can See all my previous editions. You can critique me whether they, they're all good, bad, or ugly. And also check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. As I said earlier, it is Christmas Eve. I, I'm hoping everybody enjoyed a wonderful Christmas. I hope Santa brought you lots of presents, lots of calls. And hopefully this weekend we're going to make you lots of green. Because this week's 16 slate is getting ready to be <laughs> another crazy one. With injuries, COVID, and values, I think this is shaping up to be another wacky, wild, and crazy slate. It's the last one, last DFS main slate of 2021. So we're going to end 2021 for Ben. First, let me let me tell you, with all these COVID issues, it's going to be important to have flexibility, not just with your lineup, but having some having a plan in case somebody is ruled out with COVID or an injury. Because if we find out tomorrow or Sunday morning that X player who everyone wanted is not playing, then now we've now we've got time to figure out reuse them. So at quarterback, I think there are three main guys. First, Justin Herbert, the Chargers. He is the he is seventy two hundred. But to be honest, I don't believe Justin Herbert's that expensive. First off, Justin Herbert's averaging twenty five DK points a game. If you look at what he's done recently, his last five games, his war Saturn was a weekend uh, ten down. Was last Thursday against the Chiefs where he put up twenty four points. So Herbert's consistent. The Texans defense may not be that bad, but with Houston's lack of offense, particularly now with Brandon Cooks iffy if he on the COVID list, so. I think Herbert makes a lot of sense there. Yes, you may think Lawson echoes out. I actually think Eckler out will be more Chargers throwing the ball early. And yes, there could be a blow up. But if you look at what happened in a couple games, I think of, of trying to remember what week it was. I think it was week. It's eight. Well, the LA Rams played the Houston Texans in a similar matchup. And the Rams won 38 to 20. Yeah, blew out Houston 38 to 22. But the Rams did a lot of damage early through the air. So I think LA can do, the Chargers can do a lot of damage through the air early and then maybe use the run, even in fact, with us in play. So I mentioned Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford. Is another fine play because yes, he was not great on Tuesday against the C- against the Seahawks. 
guess you was sleepers in Seattle, but we know what Stafford's capable of doing. He's throwing for over 4,000 yards. He's averaging 20, almost 23 fantasy DK points a game. He's capable of throwing two, three, four touchdowns, hitting the 300-yard bonus. And with the high over-under in this game against the Vikings, I think Stafford makes a lot of sense at 6700 I mean, his price tag even confused me. I, mean, I surely thought Stafford would have been a lot more than 6700 but I think Stafford makes a lot of sense as a cash play. This week, and then uh, Jalen Hurts at 6,400. I mean, uh, I know Eagle fans may or may not enjoy Jalen Hurts throwing the ball, but uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. It's not true. You may think, well, the last time he played the Giants, Jalen Hurts was a disaster for the whole Eagle offense once. But if you throw that game out of the window, Jalen Hurts has been really good. He's Putting up, what, 22, 23 points a game. And, yes, Jalen Hurts may not be the throw of Justin Herbert or Matthew Stafford or Patton Mahomes. But with his running and rushing upside, Jalen Hurts makes for a fine catch play. I think, I mean, last week he scored two rushing touchdowns. And with six, a six-point rushing touchdown, it's more valuable than a four-point throwing touchdown. So, I mean, Hurts last week almost eclipsed 300-yard bonus. Or rushing a couple scores. So, yes, you may be wary of the matchup, but the Giants are bad. Giants are bad, and I strongly think that Jalen Hurts will have a bounce back against Giants and the Eagles are the number one rushing offense and one of the top rushing offense in football, so Jalen Hurts is fine. I have no problem playing Hurts if you can't afford Stafford or Herbert. Unfortunately, I, I thought Justin Fields was in play, but it looks like Justin Fields is not playing for bum ankle. So that super cheap value is out there, but I don't think Fields necessarily... Would have been the best play anyway, especially in Seattle. So, at running back this week, oh, what else is new? Oh, a whole bunch of values. But the first thing I want to mention is a really interesting guy. Ronald Jones has got the chance this weekend because Tampa's missing so many guys. Four now. Chris Godwin, torn ACL, done for the year. Mike Evans, not playing. And Tampa's a 10-point fit. You know what that means. What as a runner or receiver, Lionel Jones is in play. He's 5,100. I understand Carolina's got a good defense. Have you seen the way Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, and Sam Donald played this year? Uh, yeah. I think, I think Tampa can win the game. And whether it's a run or receiver, Ron Jones has got the opportunity. And having a 5K or roughly 5K starting caliber running back with touchdown upside is an assessment. And yes, 
Am I risking that Tom Brady throws touchdowns to Cameron Bray, Rob Gronkowski, Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, Tyler John Seaman, heck, even a Vaughn, the young, the young third rounder, young 2020 third rounder, but I think Ronald Jones is in play. Another running back who's definitely in play is uh, Mr. Madison because guess what? Dalvin Cook is on the COVID list, and Madison, who just came off the COVID list himself, is now prime for a potential showdown. And yes, people think, well, the last time he played for an injured Dalvin Cook, he didn't really perform well. But, I mean, he didn't perform great, but he, he scored 21 points. He ran the ball 22 times. He got three targets out of the backfield. But to me, yes, the Rams have got a really capable defense. But if Mad- but in the three games Madison's really started this year, week three against Seattle, week five against Detroit, and week 13 against the Lions, he has rushed the ball 51, 73 times with 18 targets. So that means... If you get in 20 to 25 carries, plus potentially 4, 5, 6 targets, yes, Madison is 6,800. He's got a chance of getting 20-plus points. He's got a chance of getting the goal line more. And, yes, you think if the Vikings get behind, this game could get a little wacky because Madison could be out of the passing game. But if Minnesota gets in the end zone, red zone, Madison is definitely in play. Another guy who's in play for the second straight week. I'm going down the James Robinson train. Because to me, DK did not raise James Robinson's price enough. He was $5,400 last week. And scored 17.8 points. He's $5,900 in an even better matchup against the Jets. Who is it? Which defense has given up the most yards per game? New York. Yeah, Jackson's offense, trust me, I know, has been bad. But James Robinson's the clear guy, no urban line there anymore. I mean, last week, Robinson rushed the ball 18 times with six targets. Could James Robinson get 100 yards? Yes. Could he get four, five, six targets again? Yes. Could he score? Yes. Sign me up. Because I think James Robinson is in play this week. I don't think you need to spin all the way from Najee Harris or some of these guys. Plus, again, some of the great running backs are not on this slate. Because John and Taylor's playing them all night. Alvin was playing Monday night. So I don't think you need to spin... 7,400 for Najee Harris. Plus, Cook and Eckler on the Colton list. Fournette's on IR. And I don't think you want Joe Mixon, maybe Cordell Patterson. But why would you play Patterson when Madison's potentially in a potentially in a higher scoring game? So that would be one. Another cheap value, depending on what happens with Austin Eckler, 
Could be Jefferson Jackson at 4,200 jacks. Yes, Joshua Kelly may be more the goal linebacker, but I really like Jackson's PPR upside in a tasty matchup with the Texans. So, uh, I'm wide receiver. Do I need to say anything? But Cooper Cup's really good at playing. <laughs> Cooper Cup is just having a monster year. I mean, how about this on Tuesday night? Nine for 136 and two touchdowns. Nine for 136, two touchdowns, 37.7 points. <laughs> the dude's insane. He's got he's got a double-digit targets in every game but one. Double-digit targets in every game but one. I mean, that's incredible. It doesn't matter what defense you face. Cup just unbelievable right now. And with this game potentially shooting up, no weather consumes in Minneapolis. I think Cup's got the chance of getting the 100 yard bonus. He's got a chance of getting 10, 15 targets and reaching the end zone. So if you said 10 targets, 100 yards, and a touchdown, sign me up. Cooper Cup's 9100. To be honest, he should be 10 grand. If he were a running back, Cooper Cup be 10 grand. Remember when Chris McCaffrey was like 10 grand and people were still playing him? Cooper Cup should be 10 grand easily. The next guy, welcome back, Mr. Antonio Brown. <laughs> I think Tom Brady missed you on missed you. And uh Tampa Bay sure missed A B so uh, Antonio Brown has not played since week six, but this year when A.B. has played, he's been really strong. I mean, seven, double-digit targets twice, at least seven targets four times this year. Yeah, Carolina's got a strong defense, but you told, told me, telling me A.B.'s 4,900 without Chris Gallagher, without Mike Evans, without Leonard Fournette. If Abrook breaks one play, he could get 15 points on it. I really think you're going to see Tom Brady and Antonio Brown reconnect this weekend. Those guys have got a chemistry. They were so big in Tampa's Super Bowl run. And Tampa's going to make a deep Super Bowl run this year. Tom and A.B. will need each other. And then my last guy is a little interesting because he's a he's a value, but he's been a productive value the last couple of weeks. Lacron Treadwell. I mean, people may not know what Treadwell's done because the Jack Jack's offense has been putrid. But if you look at his last four games, Treadwell's been really for a thirty five hundred dollar player. Treadwell's been more than satisfying. I mean, 4 for 53, 4 for 62, 4 for 68, 6 for 57, and the meat. It's not just the receptions, but the 8, 5, 6, and 9 targets. So, to me, Treadwell's getting more and more targets. The Viscuit Chanel is on the COVID list, so he's out. Jackson really doesn't have a lot. 
a whole lot of other receivers outside Mulvin Jones. So Treadwell could get seven, eight, nine targets. He gets another great matchup against the Jets. Is there a chance Treadwell could get double-digit targets? Potentially. But to me, I think touchdown upside. I think Treadwell could find the end zone this weekend and make for a really spicy spot this week. And, hey, I'd love to see a Jaguar wide receiver find the end zone this weekend. <laughs> At tight end, I think they're all a couple plays. One, how good has Mark Andrews been the last couple of weeks? I mean, the Ravens would not have been anywhere near Green Bay without uh, Mark Andrews. He has, Mark Andrews has been so strong. Double digit targets. Five, one, two, three. Five out of Baltimore's last seven games, the other two, eight and nine, respectively. So, Andrews is getting the target share. And it doesn't matter whether it's Lamar or Tyler Huntley. They're, they're both throwing to Mark Andrews. And who wouldn't? Because Andrews has probably been the most underappreciative tight end in football. Because it seems like on every third down play, they look, Baltimore always looks for its stall tight end. Last we got 10th, 13th. 136 and two scores the week before that, 11 for 115 in a score. So, yes, 7K may seem expensive, but I think Andrews is still fine this weekend. I think he could get 20 something points. I mean, yeah, first game against Cincinnati was not great, but the Rings were awful in that game. I think Baltimore's going to need its offense more. Uh, another guy, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski was a disaster. Like the rest of the Bucks offense, was a disaster on Monday night. See, on Sunday night, excuse me. Get this. Gronk got 11 targets. He only got two of them. Two out of 11 targets. Really? Really? He, he caught two of his 11 targets. And now, no Godwin, no Fournette, no Evans. Guess, guess who Tom Brady will look for besides AP? Probably Gronk. So, I think Gronk makes sense. But, we've all, lately, more and more people have been looking for Valley Titans. I think there were a couple this weekend. Jared Cook at 3500 because we all saw what happened. Uh, I think it was Thunderful last Thursday night. Uh, thank goodness he's, he's uh, getting better. Thoughts and prayers with him. We wish you well, Donald. But uh, Cook got seven targets. Yeah. We got, yeah. He only caught three for 32 yards. But, you know, at 3,500. Against the Texans, if Jared Cook catches a touchdown, you're in business. So, Nick Cook makes a lot of sense. And then CJ Usama at three grand. I mean, yeah, with Cincinnati's receiving core, again, like Cook, he's not going to be a target monster. But if he could get five, six targets and find the end zone, 
he's more than paying off his 3K salary. So I think the big question for this slate will be whether Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey comes off the cover list. Because if he does, if Cheetah cannot play, I think Kelsey makes a lot of sense at 7,300 in what could be a very interesting and important game against the Seals because Kelsey got 13 targets up in that game against the Chargers. I mean, uh, Lord knows how many times Mahomes would look for him if uh, he Kelsey can play and Cheetah can't. So it's going to be one where we pay attention to who can play, who can can't play, who's on the cold list, who's not, who can play health-wise, and it's going to be one where you we paying attention until 11.30 and 2.30. So, before I go, I wanted to show you one of my uh, Christmas gifts. This is a jackal-themed cup, as you can see here. <laughs> Might not be not... Might not be great on the football field, but these cups sure rock. So, thanks for tuning in. I wish everybody a happy, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you later.